right. Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. I think we're on episode 158, but I did not change the overlay, so we must do that as we go. Ooh. Nobody in chat, by the way, noticed, okay, that we're... I, it says I episode know, 152, which was the last time I was here in Vancouver, I guess, uh, because mm. I'm streaming from the beautiful Cascadia, Cascadian Emerald that is... Vancouver, Cascade British Emerald. Are you sponsored by the Vancouver Travel Association? How much are they paying you all time? <laughs> I ain't paying me jack shit. All right. Well, another another podcast. We're at number one fifty eight right now. And uh, while you scurry to fix it over, why don't you just talk a little about the weekly raid? Oh, and we'll send yes. you the goods. Sounds good. Okay. So I'll introduce the weekly raid, and then we can switch it up here. So this week, I was amazed by a story that came out of Ubisoft. Um. They have decided to implement a really, really uh, harsh anti-toxicity move here. Um, rather than just filtering out bad words like, you know, the F-A-G or whatever, and N-word, right? Instead of just filtering these out, they left them unfiltered. But if you speak, if you, if you chat, if you type one of these words in, you will get an instant uh, ban, automated. Uh, so no, there's no human that has to look at it. Just as soon as you use that word, you're gone. Uh, first strike is 27 minutes, then two hours, and two hours again, and then it's uh, perma until somebody manually reviews it. Yikes. And the funny thing about this is, is how intentionally harsh it is. Because, like I said, they could just do what everyone's been doing for 30 years, right? And just put stars up. Like, make it a filtered word list where you can't turn it off, right? If, if, if they don't want their viewers or players seeing these bad words, they could just literally mute, you know, filter them. And just make them show up with stars with no way to you know turn it off. Why didn't they just mm-hmm. do that? I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it, it's really weird because you know as silly as that mechanic is, where people always say like, oh, they'll just get around it by putting more like weird letters into it, right? But that's not always the case. I feel like a lot of like MMOs especially have done a really good job of filtering uh, like like advertising, right? Like a lot of like RuneScape, for example, if you try advertising any .org .com like any website, right, it recognizes. <laughs> When you're trying to like put a website name into a like into text, right? It makes it basically illegible, and no amount of fiddling with it is going to make it work. But you can put like uh, open parentheses, close parentheses, like spell out dot. It's always going to be caught, right? With enough filters, I feel like any variation of a curse word can still pretty easily be filtered. If that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah, but uh, so it just it does seem harsh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so enough. Obviously, there's some good stories of how this uh, blew up in their face. Um, so this, well, here's one story. I'll read it out loud. And this was on Reddit. I was just playing a ranked match when someone's... Oh, we got a sub. Thank you so much, Canaris. Thank you, Canaris. Mutual love. Nine months. Nice. Nine months. Nine months pregnant, Canaris. Much love. Right, Still so here, babe. Here's a story from Reddit. Uh, I was just uh, playing a ranked match when someone said in chat, quote, what's the British term for a cigarette? I fell for it, and I typed, they call it a fag. I got hit with a 26-minute 20, ban as well. Uh, how funny is that, though? And I just waited for my ban to end, tried queuing again, and got immediately hit with the message, fair fight. You've been permanently suspended from multiplayer. <laughs> Yikes. It, that- it's actually pretty funny how people are going to be baited into it. Like, yeah. There's, and it's weird because it's not like, obviously we all know, you know, fag is, uh, is, uh, is, a, is a curse word, right? But there was another word like packy or something, right? Do you remember that? It's another story. I'll read that one too. Okay, so there's another yeah. guy. I was talking to a teammate in chat earlier and he asked me, what is your nationality? I told him, I'm packy. Within two seconds, I got banned for 26 minutes. This is just great. The ban system is self is racist, not the players. Uh, this game will be dead in no time. So this yes. guy answers the question himself. <laughs> he tells people what he is, and then he just gets banned. 
it, it's really weird because obviously this fight for toxicity, like anti-toxicity, it, it's I think built on a decent premise where you want to you know create a better environment, but it just seems so extreme. The lengths they're going to to stop the toxicity to a point where itself is it, it's fostering more toxicity. It you know these games give you the tools you need to filter this out. You know it, it's called just blocking people or, or just banning people or you know do do what do what you want with you know there's, there's mute system built into these games and it's remarkable that a game that's literally built. Uh, it's a mature game. It's an M-rated game that's built on people basically shooting each other with with, with assault rifles, right? And and saying a mean thing is, is getting you kicked out of the game, getting you banned from the game. But the whole premise of the game is, is violence, and it's rated M for adults. Yeah. That's a good point. I, and I think this is an issue that I'm the minority on, right? But if your game is about guns and killing and murder, right? It's rated M. Like you have to assume you, your your teammate you know your players are not people who are going to be so offended by a, a, a curse word like mm-hmm. it, it seems it seems like so juvenile i don't understand i mean if you look at a game like roblox for example i can understand yes that roblox yes, wants yeah. to ban you for using any racial slur using literally any curse word roblox is a game for kids right the game is clearly marketed towards kids and if you put a block feature in these games you can't just tell like a 12 year old raffle just use block you know like if a 12 year old is getting berated on Roblox, and he, he doesn't know where the block feature is. It's obviously detrimental to the game and the experience, right? But if you're playing a, an online multiplayer game that's rated M, like <laughs> this is not your place to the nanny people. You know, it's actually almost insulting to the player as well. Where Ubisoft feels like people are too dumb and too soft to be able to handle this. Like it, it does feel insulting to a degree. Yeah, and I, I love what Chaos has said. Characters literally have voice lines that will get you banned if you type the lines out. No way. That's hilarious. It's 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 really cringe that this is the extreme they've took. I mean, again, they're coming from a place where they want to make the game more uh, like they want to get people to stop cursing, but just literally banning for cursing outright when there's tools to stop it just seems absolutely you know, ridiculous. And say what you will, like I, I enjoy toxicity to a degree. I, I really do enjoy it, and, and I think I actually participate in toxicity to, to, to quite a moderate level where it, it's never really game throwing or you know really bad. Like just some playful, not I guess some shit talking, right? Some some tasteful uh, shit talking right some classy shit talking i think really enhances the experience you know if you're just sitting there playing the game just as it's intent you know just just playing the game with the zero chat is i guess what they're kind of pushing towards it's nonsense it's not as fun and obviously these filters aren't going to work for voice chat either so far no one's been able to crack voice chat moderation yeah so so in these games where you get banned for typing these words out people are just gonna, instead of typing it they're just going to yell at you. know, they're going, to, they're going to say it in the voice chat, which is arguably more offensive. If you're reading a racial slur versus some guy yelling it at you with a voice chat, it's, which is more offensive? One, you can just... You know, obviously, getting yelled at in voice chat is worse. But this is where it's pushing people towards this. Because people aren't dumb. They're going to realize... They're going to get around the filters. They're, they're, they're not going to type it in. They're going to just say in voice chat. That's like the perfect option to be toxic now. Well, that, that leads to my actual question now. So it's clear what the... The policy they have in place now, it's clear what they want, right? And even Twitch has a policy where if you are a streamer, uh, what you do off the platform, right, on, on social media, YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, can it get you banned from Twitch as well? Yeah. So let's say in a couple of years, 5, 10, whatever it is, the voice chat, the voice filtering gets, you know, advanced enough where if you, they can catch you if you say a word like, you know, F-A-G uh, on voice chat to your, to your enemy or your teammate. Yeah. And then, would you get banned for that? What if, what if I'm talking on Discord with my friends and I say, uh, you know, just with you know, like two or three friends, I say some, I say a word like "fag," and then Discord shares that with Twitch, and I get banned from Twitch. And they can, and they can even play back that moment I said it as like proof of why they banned me. Like that's the world we're going to go towards. 
it's really frightening because it, it, it's that this toxicity thing has kind of been the works for a while, but it really encompasses like a lot more too because it's not just in games now. It's on Twitch. It's even like in a game like Final Fantasy XIV, using tools like parsing tools that tell you your DPS meters. Like even pointing out to somebody like, hey, you know, like your your DPS is bad. Like you know, work on your DPS. Like even that has reached a point where that's considered toxic, right? So even that is bannable. So it, it, it's it's really bizarre how much. People are, you know, restricting their speech in these games, and, and you just can't be yourself to a degree anymore. You know, in a frustrating, you know, everybody has frustrating Overwatch games. Everyone has frustrated League games, and just 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 saying like, you know, you idiot, you should have done this. Like, that's not like the end of the world. Like, why aren't we allowed to say this? Like, like it's not really hurting anyone. If, if you don't like it, you just block people. It's the internet. You know, this is not a, a workplace. We have the tools to stop it. It just it, it's really frightening where where I view this as the entire gaming is going. Because we've seen it in MRPG as well, the things you can and cannot do. And just, just even it's absurd that even damage meters aren't allowed. Just even mentioning them can get you banned. But, just, it becomes a safe space. Look, I, I see a parallel. I see like a div- uh, convergence here that I think maybe you didn't see in the past, but maybe you will see it now. Let's find out. So the, this Ubisoft policy is probably the most extreme one we've seen so far, right? Of the yeah. anti-toxicity stuff. But but you know, over the co- past few years, every almost it seems like every month that we have a story that's inching us closer to this, Right. You know, whether it's you know you can't scam yeah. MRPGs, you you know you you can't if you you can't That's be true as well. abusive. A lot of MRPGs don't even let you scam anymore, which is yeah. again it's fine. But, it's up to the, but here's the thing: the if you don't, if you're not against this stuff, one it's almost like an NRA NRA policy. They just they just they just see everyone trying to take their guns away, right? So they 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 don't uh, compromise on anything. And I think we should not compromise on any of this. If you start if you if you're okay with people getting banned for even for saying Nibba or whatever, right? That's not, they're not going to stop there. You know, something else will come next. And, I'm uh, seeing it, but where we still disagree is the the gameplay. We're, like you know, they, they can design a game that very clearly has rules, like Overwatch or like soccer has very clear rules. When, when you break those rules, like the game breaks and no longer functions. But the beauty of an MMORPG, for example, is it's really just a world. You know, you don't have to create rules beyond what you implement into the game. So scamming, for example, is bannable in is not allowed in most MMORPGs, which I, I find kind of odd. Because, you know, tricking somebody into giving you items, it, you know, works within the rules of the game, the framework of the game. You know, whereas in League, there's, you know, if you get banned for throwing a game, that's different because the rules of League were never designed around throwing games. Like, it, it was not sure balanced it around that. No, it was. Where, what are you talking about? If, if I can move into your tower, it means the game was designed for me, for me to be able to move into your tower. Yeah, so like in soccer, if I just get the ball and I just throw it in your face and knock you no, out. No, if you throw but, the ball at me, now you're breaking the rules. Throwing the ball at me in soccer would be equivalent to hacking in League, where you teleport around. Right, if I kick the... Right? I, I, I can walk up to you and, and kick the ball to your face or something, let's say. That's within the rules of the game. Yeah, and the rules say you get a fi- or you get a red card, a green card, or whatever. Yeah, well, the, the terms of service say if you, if you int, you th- bans you too, so... I don't like it. It's... it's I don't like... I, I, I don't mind the... Like, all these resources, it, it's so weird because they could be using these resources to, I guess, make the game better, do something else with the game, or fix other real issues with the game. Maybe people that are actually game-throwing, I don't think they, they will have many defenders. Like I think this created a big outrage amongst a lot of people that it's going too far, but I don't think anyone is really, besides Altai, is, is lining up to defend intentional throwers, right? Or people that are in, intentionally ruining games. But this is... And, and, and even when I'm toxic, I'm never really that bad. And I, 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 I defend the right for some guy to be an asshole in a video game. If it's a mature game, a mature rated game where you're playing with adults, you know the game's got tools to stop it. Just let that happen. 
it, it's really going to change the face of gaming. I think if you scroll down in the, in the article, Altai, there's a great webcomic there that our buddy Cash showed me. I think that. this really encompasses like this, this thought process about where gaming is heading with this, with this, you know, with it, with all this nonsense happening. Hey, I yes. appreciate the 25 bits, Puff Daddy. I got to show you guys this comic. This comic actually really encompasses what we're talking about, and it's really um, absolutely ridiculous. So, Altai, maybe you can read it out loud. All right, so, okay, the... I love Yubi says, I'm assaulting the enemy base. Neo lived 2006 says, okay, I'm going to defend our fag. A flag. Sorry, guys. My L key is sticky. Sorry if I offended anyone. Truly, I'm sorry. I have many LGBTQP friends. I didn't mean it. I swear. Please forgive me. I beg you. I realize I've made a mistake. A, a nig mistake. Fuck. I meant to say big. It was a typo. I swear. I'm sorry. Just call my boss and get me fired. You don't have to do this, please. And then he gets shot. Yeah, some robot in the back just comes behind them and just literally shoots him. And and, and this does feel like this is where, where gaming is actually going. Because at first it was just these minor things, right? But like, like the, I feel like the only reason we're not getting literally into the band in any of these games, whether it's League, Overwatch, is because they don't have the tools yet to like properly identify the context of, of like the slurs and stuff or any insults, right? I'm confident if, if League of Legends, if Riot, if, if Overwatch, if they could, you know, identify without any false positives, Anyone who ever says certain words to be permabanned from their game, they would do that today, and they're clearly inching towards that. And it's just, it's just not the same. This, this is, this is hashtag not my internet. All right. I think honestly, when I saw this, uh, this tweet, okay, by the Ubisoft team. So this guy, this, this customer says, "F you guys, I just got a ban for saying nibba in chat." Good. Period. Like this just then like ice down your veins. This got like, the the venom in the voice of whoever's running this channel, right? In that one word, yeah. like. It's not just a matter. Of, they could have just said something like this: uh, "It is our new policy. Uh, our code of conduct policy states these words are not allowed. Uh, you know, please refrain from using them in the future." They didn't say that. They said, "Good, we don't want you playing our game. Get out of get out of the scene. It's like a you're excommunicated, right? Like you're done with you." Uh, and that that is to me is is really really um, shocking. Yeah, it, it's it, it's nuts. It really is like this gaming dystopia. And you know, I I don't want to be too negative, but it, it's really sad that so we're going so far down this alley. And it just it's just so weird because like, you know, I, I don't consider myself a very toxic person, but I, I I realize that these games create environments where sometimes you know you get a little upset. And I feel like most people, if you watch almost any stream, like a lot of people will have moments where they rage, like yeah. all the time. It, it's human nature to get upset and angry sometimes. We've all done it. Literally, all of us have done it. And we realize it's generally harmless because the guy can just block us. And very rarely, like. You know, sometimes you get that one like really like angry kid with the throbbing vein who will add you to his friends list to keep you know berating you after the game. Like that happens rarely, right? But you know, just just blowing off some steam, saying this guy you're an idiot, don't don't queue up again or something, don't play with me again, or like neck yourself. Like, come on, relax, dude. With this internet, you know, you want to be it's harmless. You can just block them. And you know, what I've noticed. I'm, uh, I'm curious what you guys think about this. I think it's possible and even common. For people to kind of, you know, diss each other and be, you know, like, like yeah. swear, and, but but still play with each other, right? Like if you if you if you're making fun of someone, like, oh, nice shot, retard, or something, haha, you're an idiot. But then you invite you might even you might invite him to queue with you next game, right? Because whatever, you had fun you, all you the time. Yeah, yeah, this is the lingo that we we live in. So, yeah. Like we call our friends, you know, faggots sometimes. We call our friends assholes. Like like I'll, I'll say, are you fucking retarded to my friend all the time? If I can't say that to my friends, like I'm not friends with them. Like, I insult them all the time in voice chat and in the text sometimes. Like, you fucking retard. Like, if that becomes ground for bans... Oh, it will be. 
we're gonna get I think eventually it will be. That'll yeah. be a zero tolerance policy because somebody yeah. might get offended by those terms. But like, I'm like, usually I'm saying it to my friends in the context is that you know we're not even actually insulting each other. Yeah, it, I, it's hundred percent part of the game, and this is the this is the route all of this gaming is going. I and, I, and here's a here's a funny part: the people who are toxic, quote toxic, right? They're actually mm -hmm. inclusive because they'll play with people, even if they, you know whatever. They'll make fun of them, but they'll play with them. But these mm -hmm. people, right? These people, these holier than thou people, like this Ubisoft person, good. You, you're banned. These are the people who won't play with people who who aren't like them, right? Like they're yeah. the ones. They're the ones being you know shunning and, and so basically doors closed. You can't play. We don't care. Uh, where people on my side, my toxic side, I'm not trying to get anyone banned. You know, if, if I make fun of you, whatever. Next game, you don't play with me. You play with me. I run into you again. Whatever. But uh, so the, I think these guys are the ones uh, being exclusive. What is it called? Yeah, I guess exclusive, right? Yeah. Here, here's also the weird like bit of this too. Are there really people clamoring like, oh, I, 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 I can't play Rainbow Six Siege because this one guy he bullied me online, so I, I, I uninstalled that game. Is there anybody like that? Is it? Are they actually addressing a large market or a large part of their consumer base which feel like they need to do this? I mean, obviously, we all live in our own bubbles, and everyone I've spoken to like generally just doesn't give a shit, right? That, They're like people are yelling. That's a good question. Just going by the chat, the sentiments I'm seeing in chat, everyone seems to be against Ubisoft on this, yeah. right? But yeah. but but obviously, the, uh, Canaris said they were doubling down. They're sticking with this uh, policy. Mm -hmm. So clearly, there must be some people who uh, are okay, uh, endorse this, right? Who are, who are in favor of this? And I would love I mean, to I'm, get their I, voice. Exactly. I would love to see some data on like the percent of people that would that really want to that, that, that like this policy. Yeah. And that people should be banned for it because there must be somebody out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem, like, what would really like if we look at all the data and it comes that like the vast majority of players actually support insta banning for this stuff. You know what? My opinion might be a little more muted. You know, I might be more reserved in, in my outrage, right? Because if a lot of people actually want this, but the reality, I don't think a lot of people want this. And until I see, it, and I, I would love to look up some data on this sometime if we can find something. It just seems like maybe this is their corporate policy. This is where I guess politics is kind of leaning. You know, where everything's got to be more, you know, inclusive, and they just want me to get stay ahead of it or something. But I don't think the odd the customers. I don't think this policy accurately represents the will of the customers. And I think a good compromise, for example, would be why not just add two queues. One, you can call it the, obviously, I'm kind of joking, call it the snowflake queue, where this the system exists, and anyone that's banned, no, all the moderation exists in that one, and one have a queue where, you know, the, the free-for-all queue, where, like, only, you know, only thing that that's, that might be bannable is maybe intentionally throwing, and everything else goes. You want to have two queues. You, you can queue up for both if you want, you know, whatever game gets faster. You know Problem solved. That, that, that would be a great parody, where someone opens a shooter like Overwatch, they queue, mm -hmm. but they go to the Snowflake queue, and at the end, it's like, uh, play the game, and it shows the whole game. Like, it shows everybody just standing around, yeah. and then uh, everyone gets the first place gold trophy, you know? Like, everyone everyone is Diamond League, it's top league. <laughs> and, and again, what you mentioned last week, and how my previous rants about ranked uh, placements in games like Overwatch and StarCraft, like in StarCraft 2, you could be a bottom, like, 30% player, like, literally bottom 30%, and the way StarCraft 2 rank distribution works is you're placed gold. If you're bottom 30%, you're gold, which is insane. So again, this this inclusive queue and this mentality of everybody's everybody's a winner, you know, it, it, that has taken over gaming alongside, you know, the all the, you know, the PC stuff. So it, it's really, really unfortunate. And I, I I'd be okay with it if you just put a you know two queues, and you can queue, if you want to get faster queue times, queue up for both. You know, you know you're not you're not alienating anybody then. If you if you if you're somebody that's easily offended, go play on the snowflake queue. Obviously, you can call it something else. I'm just memeing when I call it snowflake queue. But problem solved, you know, and like let the adults who can handle some mean words on the internet, you know, queue up for which, which the one we prefer. It's a win-win. Yeah. And you, you know, you're not fragmenting your players either because you can plan both. You're literally just being more inclusive. In fact, you you will get faster queue times and more people will be captured in the system as a whole. So it's literally just complete win-win.
Uh, Kader says, uh, if people truly don't like this new system, Siege should be bleeding players from here on out. If it does not, then I guess people are fine with it. I, I think it's a dangerous mentality uh, or, or a line of reasoning. It's kind of like the you know the boiling the frog thing. You know, they keep making small changes, which in of themselves are not that big a deal. Uh, we might get to a place that we're not happy. But and if they did all that at once, then we would have protested. But if they can kind of get us one by one, uh, it's like a you know, divide and rule basically. So I don't know. I think it's dangerous um, to think that way. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- yeah, look, you make a good point, but I don't think you can judge it on that alone because you could have a really great game, right? Like, like. Like when as League was rising, right? Like in their in their massive growth phase, like the game launched in two thousand nine, and it hit like a hundred million users monthly monthly active users like seven years later or eight years some eight years later, right? And it's been a pretty steady, a pretty remarkable climb. And they've clearly made mistakes in that process, right? And no one mistake was enough to sink the ship or stop them from growing, right? Rainbow Six Siege is actually a really good game, so no, no, no one mistake is going to be you know the their the, the death knell for them. You know, the only way we can ever really you know it's impossible to measure if this was like bad for the player base or good for the player base without like if we unless we have two different timelines where this exists and where it doesn't exist otherwise you know it, th- these changes don't exist in a vacuum i mean rainbow succeed is still a great game the gameplay you know people are still playing it. it's one of the few games on, on steam that consistently get more monthly active users every month there's a very steady growth path since launch and it's still booming so uh that's not a fair way to look at it i mean it, like like all i said boiling the spoiling the frog alive you know these slow incremental changes again leagues made mistakes every game makes mistakes but it just it, these games are too big for one small change to just derail the entire experience. I think a lot of people have forgotten to have fun in games. Like I remember playing Counter Strike 1.6 a lot, you know. And sometimes I join a server uh, where they would kick for TKing, right? Or, mm-hmm. or right. But I remember just as a fun, this one guy was like really uh, had a funny voice on voice chat. So what I would every mm-hmm. time the game started, I take my pistol, I shoot him once in the leg. I was like, sorry, sorry, my mistake, <laughs> my bad. Just one shot. And he, and he was just rage at me on voice chat. Like, can we kick him, please? I'm like, just one shot, bro. It's no big deal. And then every round, I would, one shot. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you an asshole confirmed, no, But boy. listen, it was fun. Everyone had fun. Like, what, what, And, you know, there was no rank to keep track of. There, so it was no big deal. Whatever. Like, everyone had a good time. Uh, I, everyone, had, everyone had a good time except him, clearly. <laughs> he, he did not have a good time. <laughs> Man, he got shot by you every round. <laughs> Although, were you the asshole that also threw like uh, flashbangs yeah. every round? Yeah, just look down and drop the flashbang. <laughs> just get the whole team. Appreciate the biddies, Toxic Snoopy. Oh, man. Toxic Snoopy! Man's got Toxic in his name! <laughs> much uh, much love, dude. Much love. I don't know, man. I, I feel like, like moments like that, you can't do that anymore in uh in, in shooters. You know, people just have a stick up their butt, you know? like when, when do we get so serious about these guys? Oh, man, you take the point, you take their... Oh, I can't believe we lost. Just relax, have fun. You know, flashbang your team once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die friendly fire uh, flashbanger confirmed boys uh, again I don't think Rainbow Six is going to die from this one change okay it, it would have to be quite a few other changes but I do th- I think some people will you know especially people that get banned over this like it's insulting even like even if you get banned like once for the 27 minute you know like temporary ban you're going to feel like insulting what the fuck like why am I playing this garbage game that is just literally banning me for doing something that you know I view as completely innocent you know you can disagree with that guy or not but if he views what he did as like absolutely innocuous and innocent he's gonna feel ticked off and move on to something else yeah i think so i think so i mean i'm trying to think like what what games have escaped from this kind of like um this this level of like toxicity i'm trying to think like twitch versus youtube at least like on the platform front like twitch is very much more uh trying to keep things clean they're trying to regulate we can say off platform and you, like, you know big streamers like destiny have gotten banned for saying like uh Saying faggot or like, I think he made an offhand comment about killing Cubans or something. An offhand like, comment about an offhand comment, like you know, it, it happens, all right. But like, 
he's on YouTube now, and I think YouTube streaming is much, much more lax. And I think the policy that Steam took of basically saying, unless it's illegal, we're going to allow it on our platform. Like that's the kind of the platform I would prefer. You know, it, it just seems like it makes a lot more sense. And I'm, I'm rooting for you know, unless Twitch, I'm rooting for either Twitch to change their policies and make more sense. Or I'm rooting for you know YouTube to do well. I mean, we might eventually switch to YouTube as well. Indeed, it's nuts. Okay, so here, okay, prediction time now. So apparently Ubisoft is sticking with this policy; they're doubling down. Uh, so the question becomes: Then, do you think they will be able to stick with this, or will there be more and more lashback? Uh, you know, people complaining, um, customers complaining, et cetera, et cetera. Will they will they cave, or will they keep this policy in place? I suspect it'll probably you know. If they're doubling down on it now, yeah, it's okay. But obviously, if the outrage gets big enough, they're they're hundred percent going to cave. We've basically seen every company cave, every decision. If there's enough public outrage, but it comes down to it, will there be enough public outrage? I'm trying to look at Steam right now. High volume of negative reviews detected on wow. July fifteenth to July eighteenth. Oh boy, it's, that's interesting. I want to see this, that. This is this is if you scroll down on Steam, you can see that I, I dropped it in Twitch chat, where it says yeah again. This is basically when this policy got implemented was a few days ago, and all of a sudden people are leaving negative reviews on Steam. I'm going to view only those. It's funny because a lot of people are saying that yeah, a lot of those complaints are obviously they these are incubating people who partake in what they deem hate speech and whatnot. Hmm. Eh, it's still not bad though. Well, overall the numbers are still good. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're we'll still... see. We'll see where that where that data goes. I just I just wish games just kind of took it. Easy. I, I think what you said about, take it best. People have, people have stick up their butt way too often. All right. They yeah. That fun. It really does encompass quite a bit of everything because like. Even even when I play like ranked games with friends, sometimes people get very. I mean, we used to get very emotional about our games as well, and very like you know upset when you lose and stuff. But like I, I play with every game. I, I I don't throw games, and people get very angry when they lose sometimes. Like my teammates, people I know like IRL, people like I don't know people 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 got sticks up their butts. Play okay. to win. Look again. When I was younger, and I played, I would get emotional too when I lost or whatever. Yeah. Right? But don't I, I still think there was value in those little. You know, trolly, me, me, mo- yeah. uh, uh, no, when the guy shoot, when I shoot the guy in the leg, someone kills, TKs me, someone ruins my game. It kind of, I don't like it at the moment, but I think it's a good balance to the other side where you take it too seriously and then you 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 become stressed and miserable because of that. So mm-hmm. I, I I think you need both. But it creates more immersion experiences, you know. Like if you play the game exactly as intended, you know, you, you won't get anything memorable out of it. You know, some of the most memorable things that happen in like MMORPGs isn't literally just killing the boss you know it's not literally just running the dungeon and playing the story it's your interaction with other players and that's entirely emergent whether you create like we, we had literal rivals in Ultima Online like it was one of the most memorable things I remember I remember this one one guy that we knew like in middle school or it was high school maybe or I'm pretty sure it was middle school he killed us in the game right we knew him like IRL and I remember after he killed us in the game my brother we were both playing on the same PC we, we had shared a PC my brother looks at me and goes we're gonna beat the Shit out of this kid tomorrow, like in school. Like, after he killed us in the game, and he was all that was fuming. Right? He would have fucking killed this kid because he killed us in the game. And like these kind of rivalries, they, they, I mean, obviously we're, we're throwing we're throwing f bombs, we're, we're throwing we're calling him faggots. Just, everyone's it's, we're going all out on the keyboard. We're warriors on the keyboard. This was, I mean, maybe the moment was kind of unhealthy, but we we had literal rivalries with these people, and it really made the world feel like something real. You know, it wasn't just. Ultima Online for us wasn't just going outside town, killing some trolls and ogres, getting some gold, killing skeletons. No, it was you you deal with other people, you know? And PvP really fostered that as well and kind of amplified the toxicity to a degree as well. But it created an experience that you can't like design. You can't design these interactions. They only happen because because of people. So okay, with that said though, do you think uh, future MMORPGs are gonna have a hard time 
replicating that sense of connection because now what how we can communicate with people even online is so different than how we could do it you know 10 20 years ago yeah like imagine today's wow you know do, do, what you can say to somebody uh, that you run into in the game is so different than what you could have said in the past you you, you can get banned if you if you're rude to this guy who's like who's yeah. sucks like, even in Final Fantasy with the with the damage charge if you yeah. say, "Dude, you suck," you know you're not, you're not doing enough damage. Pick it up. You can get banned. <laughs> and, and, and it's not even like um, it, it really is weird because like oftentimes like I will make fun of people for doing really bad in the game. Right? I'll always say like in uh, like Discord, my buddies, "Holy shit!" Like this archer is doing like 1.5k DPS like at his peak. He should be doing like like 5k realistically. He's doing like 1.5. He's actually horrible. Like I would say that on Discord, right? I would never say that in a game. Even if I knew he was bad, I wouldn't say it, right? But, like I, I am afraid to tell this guy what he's got to do to fix this shit because he might think he's doing everything right. If I tell him, dude, you're not doing everything right, he's like, well, screw you. I've been playing this game for three years. Like, I can't even mention to this guy, like, dude, like, you should be doing this much damage. You're doing this much damage. Like, he he doesn't know even. He, he has ignorance. And I, I, I cannot even teach this kid how to properly play the game because you just can't do it. You risk getting banned. If I tell this guy, you're doing this much damage, you should be doing this much. I, if he reports me, I get banned for that. So you're really limited to what you can even say to them. I remember like this one of the, one of those players. I'd be like, oh, "Our damage is not very good. You know, we we, we got to do something like because we were way off damage." And he's like, "Oh, like let me just let me just uh you know get some more materia. You know, maybe I, I I need two more materia and we'll have enough damage." I'm looking at this guy's damage charts. He's at like two k, two point two k, and this is on on uh, Phantom Train on Savage, and he needs to be at like five k. He's literally fifty percent off his like his damage mark, which can only happen if you just literally have no clue how to play the game. And he thought like it was it was his materia, which is like a plus forty stat modifier, which increases DPS by like thirty. It's not going to change anything, and and you can't help them because you can't even talk about these things, and and, and it's just it just it hurts them that you can't even tell them what they're doing wrong. Indeed, I uh, I want to play that pyramid video for Fortnite. Do you want to see it? Uh, well, before before that, I want to talk a little more. Well, it, it's kind of relevant, I guess. I'm gonna play, I'm, play, play, I'm gonna tie it into this whole uh, like TOS like stick up your butt thing. All right, let's, let's see it. All right, so here's our, here's our, I think this was like this week or last week. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, these players got together in a Fortnite Battle Royale, and they all built this giant pyramid together. Yikes. And look at these guys. They're not playing Fortnite the way it's intended to. Like, well, this experience can only happen because Exactly. Of and you know these games have a rule. Like, if you team up with if you someone else, like, you don't queue with, you can get illegal. You know, you, gotta, you can't cooperate with random people. Well, it's against the TOS, but these guys clearly did, uh, you know, cooperate. So yeah, something that could happen. <laughs> Pistol, it definitely will. That's some reverse psychology. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on the toxicity front, I want to I want to talk a little about RuneScape, okay? Because I was I was uh, I was a toxic. Player this last week, I'll tell you. That's my confession to make for the podcast. You were toxic. I was, I was toxic. All right. Uh, I was you... toxic because I literally scam people. That's that's pretty toxic, right? Uh, scamming? Yes, that's, but uh, that is allowed in RuneScape. One no, of no, the few no, no, it's, no, it's not. What? It's not actually. It's not. It's it's against the terms of service. I looked it up. Oh, did you tell me there's a bunch of people running like casino and shit? Oh, oh people people scam all day in RuneScape, but it's technically against the rules. But it's really? very unenforced. Oh. So I so let, let me tell my story a little bit. Uh, I played uh, old school RuneScape for really for the first time actually because RuneScape is a game I, I never got into only because the game came out around the time my brother and I were playing Ultima Online and we played that for like like six, like six years so we never really got around to playing RuneScape. But uh, I was actually having a conversation with with a couple of buddies uh, about because two of my friends one of my friends started playing old school RuneScape. 
And I'm like, you know, I kind of want to scam in this game. I bet I can scam. And my, 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 a couple of my friends are like, no, you can't. You know, people are people are, aren't going to fall for scams in this game. Like, people have been scamming in the days of RuneScape forever. There's no way your scams are going to work, right? And I took that, of course, as a challenge. You know, I find it very interesting that they thought I couldn't get away with scamming because with my days of Ultima Online, I've done quite a few scams. I've scammed a bit in, in World of Warcraft, and the scams I pulled off in, in World of Warcraft were 100% allowed. They used the auction house. There was no, you know. It was a it was a beautiful genius scam. I'll talk about that later. And the scams within Ultima Online were allowed in the game. So typically, when I scam in a game, it's a game where you're allowed to scam. Though in RuneScape, I scammed and it was 100% against the terms of service. So I, I, I was definitely toxic. But I didn't scam for a lot of money. I just really did it to prove a point. So uh, in RuneScape, I went to the the grand the grand exchange, which is the game's kind of like auction house area, right? And there are there are just dozens of like, there are probably like 50 to 100 players just chilling there, trying to like talk, you know, buy and sell items. People are scamming each other too. And I, I was really blown away because the moment I got there, what I noticed was there was at least at any given time, there was at least five players on in the Grand Exchange that were literally walking around saying doubling money. They just walk around and say doubling money. And what they were trying to do is they would get people to like give them money and they promised they would double it. They'd just give you twice what you gave them. And it's so bizarre because like this is such an obvious scam. Why would you guys double your money, right? Uh-huh. And, and it's not one guy doing it. It's not two it's five guys doing it. And they like do elaborate versions of it. Like this guy be like doubling money. I got fifty million left on me. Hurry up and get your money doubled. Oh my god! Before it runs out. I'm lo- I'm looking at this video you linked, and it mm-hmm. says here doubling five hundred k minimum. So he, yeah, he, he doesn't want to double your less if he's less than that. <laughs> yeah, again, this was a random video I found on this guy walking around the the, the grand. But this is a very common scam in RuneScape, d- doubling money, and people apparently do fall for it. And, and what's remarkable is actually. Sometimes I'll see a player saying, looking for money doublers, right? Like, this guy's looking for someone to scam. <laughs> of course, there's a game being played over here. Uh, I, the, the people that, that, that try doubling or you know, going to these guys, they'll give them a small amount of money, hoping they double it, right? And then they're obviously only doubling it because they're hoping they get a bigger amount later, right? Yeah. That's the way it works. And so I'm looking at these very unimaginative scams. This whole doubling money is a nonsense system, right? There's no way this should work, but it really works. People still do it, right? So I decided, how can I scam in RuneScape? What's a better, smarter, more intelligent way I can scam and get people to voluntarily give me their currency? So I, I, I tried to run a casino, uh, a scam casino, of course, where if you win, I'm not going to pay you anyway. But unfortunately, RuneScape has no slash random feature mm. or slash roll feature, right? So there's no way like, for a player to generate a random number in game. But that didn't stop me. So I would just say, like, uh, I would just sit in Grand Exchange and I would say something like, um, uh, Casino open for business, uh, 48% chance, double your money, bet 100K to 10 million. I was just spamming that over and over again, right? Uh, almost nobody's playing. I did it for an hour, and, and no one's no one's buying in, right? One guy buys in after a while, and he, let me try this, right? How does it work? I tell him, okay, you give me the, you, you trade me your money, and then I'm going to run a script that gives me a random number. Uh, it's going to ping random.org and get a random number, and you're going to win on 51 and higher. He's like, okay. So he gave me 100K, and... I, and as soon as I got the money, I just typed. I literally typed in game with the game's like chat box. Roll colon forty four slash one hundred space <laughs> space lose. Right? He's like, and he's like, what the fuck? You just typed it out. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> he called you out on it though. He calls me out. I'm like, no, I didn't. You fool. So sorry, dude. You just lost. Like, the fuck? Whatever. He just walked away. Right? He, <laughs> he just typed lose. I, I literally just typed that roll forty four slash one hundred lose, and he fell for it. And then I'm wondering, okay, this worked, but it took a long time for this to work, right? So I'm wondering, how can I enhance my scam? Like, how can I make this? Because it took an hour for this, right? And it was actually an hour and a half, two hours. I got one sucker this entire time. Something we got to, we, we can do better. We got to put more context into this. How can I make myself seem more trustworthy and more legit? And the whole time, there's other retards running around doing the doubling money scam, too. So I got to compete with these guys for the, for the suckers. 
So I learned, this is actually a very good case study of what it takes to manipulate people. So I decided that I would in I would type, you know, get casino for business, the same spam I did last time. However, I, I made one big change. After I advertised my casino, I would say, I'm always buying bonds for, for three million each and buying uh, a Saruman God store for 30 million. So I would advertise I'm buying these really expensive items, like 30 million gold, gold in the game, right? And then I would advertise like a casino in, like, within seconds apart. So people would walk by, holy shit, this guy like, clearly has money. He's buying bonds for $3 million. Mm. He's buying this scimitar for $30 million. And I'm, I'm buying these items that are very... These items are actually worth a lot more than I'm paying for them. And if, if the guy showed me the scimitar, I couldn't buy it anyway, even though it's worth like $45 million. I don't have that much money in the game. So by, by connecting the fact that I was buying these expensive items along with the casino spam, you will not believe the results it had. You would think it's such a subtle difference, right? Going from my casino advertisement to casino advertisement followed by buying bonds 3 million buying god sword 30 million right that was it that's the only change i made i had, i had four trade windows instantly i, I switched wow. channels people are lining up to play now what took literally an hour and a half to get one sucker one sucker i, I was able to get like six seven eight people within minutes it, it, it got so much quicker that and it really shows the psychology of what it takes to like get people to fall for these scams my competition wasn't very good either because my competition was these guys literally walking around doubling your money, you know? <laughs> it's it actually really... Because it, it, it never quite hit me just how like how low-tier effort most of these scams were. That every time I, I log into RuneScape and I hear people say doubling money, I still chuckle. It kills me. Because like, how could people be falling for this? It's like the oldest scam in the book. <laughs> it's like At least my scam had like some kind of aura of legitimacy. Like there's a chance for you to lose, you know? Oh my god. I can't get over this either. The double, it's like it's like amoeba level scam. Like if you if you fall for that scam, you're like you have the intelligence of an amoeba. <laughs> like how can you fall? That's the thing. At least the other side is not, the other side literally cannot gain from this, right? Yeah, there's no way from. Of course yeah. not. At least in a casino, so doing it? right? You could be yeah. like, well, you can get lucky and win. But with yeah, the double, my, I had a house edge, you know. I yeah. advertise that. Like but what is this guy edge? who's walking around saying doubling? What does he get out of it? If he's being honest, nothing. He, clearly, nothing, like, there's something he's to obviously, gain. He's obviously just scamming. It was hundred yeah. percent a scam. It's, it made no sense. A Galaxy 10 for how much did you make though? I made about a million, a little over a million. But I, and I felt kind of bad too because in, in RuneScape you're not allowed to scam, but it really is completely like unenforced. There are literally people scamming all day in the game, and I, I think as I perfected my scam, I, at one point I think I had I had Chaos Shield, uh, my buddy in chat right now, fake betting with me as well, and he's like, and he kept saying, oh yeah, shit, yeah, I won, you know, like that made other people play as well. And at that moment, the customers are actually lining up. I had a lot of people willing to play and, and lose their money. But I did feel a little bit bad only because it is against their rules. And I typically follow the rules of the games I do play. But it was an experiment that I had quite a bit of fun with because just the, I find a really good like training exercise to see what it takes to convince people to give me their money, like to part with their money, to, 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 to pull the wool over their eyes, you know? It's, that's crazy. I mean, I, so I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think the RuneScape scans were such low effort. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 some of them are really... It, it, every time I saw somebody saying doubling money, it made me laugh. People would be like, uh, some people like doubling money, 100K like 100K minimum. People would be like, looking for money doublers. Like, this guy's walking around saying, looking for money doublers. It makes no sense. Like, people like, it, it was, it's truly a bizarre world. And if you never played RuneScape, it's, 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 it's really odd. It's really, but again, people don't get banned for this. It's against the rules, but people literally sitting there scamming all day. And it, I would say people get scammed too by the money doublers. I mean, the money doubling scam must work. Otherwise, six people would not be doing it. Like, and people do fall for it. Otherwise, it would not be a. The, the scam is as old as RuneScape itself, so it clearly works. Oh my God, 
But it's weird. Like, nobody else bothered to do like an elaborate scam. Like everyone else is doing law effort nonsense. But I, I, I was pretty proud of my scam that I was able to. That minor adjustment made a world of difference. And my friend gave me some clothing as well in the game, so I, I don't look like. Comp- I, by the way, the whole time, if you right click on me, it says I'm level three. You get, level, you get level three when you do the tutorial, right? Yeah. So I was literally at level three. There was no reason to trust somebody with like with like a two hundred k bet when, when they're level three. It's so obvious. And I'm on the free to play channel. I'm not even on the paid server. It's like it's like literally all the all the red flags are going off at once. How so? What do you what do you currently get in RuneScape for paying? Just, you know, just I think I think you're capping your skills, right? Uh, there's, there's items you just remember only items as well. Oh. You just can't get. If you play RuneScape seriously, you, you do want, you do pretty much have to pay. But you, basically, it is an infinite free trial. The same I guess World of Warcraft does. I think up to level thirty or something. Mm. And Final Fantasy fourteen has a certain level. So gotcha. it's. But people a fool in their money are seen part. I think the biggest uh, takeaway for any anyone that might fall for a scam, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. All right. Always wise words. Indeed. All right. Also, yeah, 2.5 million in game is equal to like 14 days of membership as well. Because you buy bonds in game for like 3 mil, 3.5 mil. It's worth uh, in game membership. So you can pay for your, uh, you can pay for membership in game. The same way you can with, I guess, WoW tokens. So if you, you know, literally two nights of scamming, like Omar was, and you get membership two weeks. I think the thing is, I feel like a lot of my scamming was wasted when I didn't uh, pair it up with the advertiser of buying the God Sword. Once I started doing that, it really lit up. Everyone started like lining up for it. And the whole time, nobody else was playing until I started. Mixing it up a little bit with my with my my ad, but it was a really entertaining experience. I know, for example, if I did it with you all time, you were my accomplice. I think we can make oh, a lot of money, a lot, lot of lot of money in game. <laughs> the interesting system of RuneScape too is even though um, scamming is not allowed, if you ever get scammed, under no conditions will Jagex ever give your money back. They actually have a policy in place that if you get scammed, tough noogies, you know, nothing's your 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 money's gone. You know, they might ban the scammer, but you'll never get your money back. Indeed. All right, I got a, uh, a wholesome story for once. All right. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so Epic announces Unreal Engine Marketplace 88%, 12% revenue share. So mm-hmm. bef- prior to this, if you made assets uh, for Unreal Engine and people bought those assets, you would keep uh, 70% and uh, they would get 30, right? That, that yeah. seems to be the average for uh, all these marketplaces, like whether it's Steam or whatnot, or you know, Google Play Store. But uh, Epic is uh is, is is being a little more generous here. So they only keep twelve percent, and the the interesting thing is they're going to retroactively going back to twenty fourteen pay out back to their uh, creators the difference. So even if you sold something two, two years ago, uh, you're going to get a little bit more money back from Unreal now. So that is a really uh, heartwarming story, benevolent like, yeah, yeah story yeah. yeah. They're basically giving a little bonus to everyone who's ever sold games on or assets on the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way to give back to them. And I guess they made a lot of money with Fortnite that they can afford to do this now. Yeah, they actually have been super generous, Epic. You know, when they shut down Paragon, they gave everyone a refund from, from since the game you know was playable. Mm-hmm. So if you spent any money on Paragon from day one to when they shut it down, you got a full refund, 100%. That's impressive. I mean, again, the fact that it was retroactive is what made that absolutely nuts, right? I mean, obviously going forward, they could have done that, but they literally went back and just gave it to everyone for like years and years. So it's... Good, good, good for Unreal Engine. You know? Fortnite, Fortnite done good, boys. Fortnite done good. Yeah, and, and they're really sharing the spoils. You know, a, a lot of companies are you know much more tight-fisted than that. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of goodwill out of it. I imagine, I guess, it probably only cost a couple million or whatever. I mean, they ran the numbers. They got a lot of goodwill out of it. So I'm not saying if they they said like they did goodwill for goodwill's sake. They ran the numbers. They calculated that the goodwill was hella worth it, and they did it. No, I think I was. They, 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 they just being a little. Uh, <laughs> no, I think they just. Has, I think the windfall jaded. 
yeah, I think the Fortnite windfall is just such an enormous scale that, like, refunding everything and giving this money back is like a blip. It's like like two days of profit from from Fortnite. Yeah, that's true because Fortnite's been making about three hundred million dollars a month for the last few months, so it, they're absolutely killing it. I guess they don't know like what to do with all that money. Yeah, they're literally throwing money at esports now too. So the the faucet is going in a hundred percent power. So it was worth it for them. Yeah. Speaking of the faucet going 100% power, I want to talk a little bit about something uh, a bit crazy. Uh, talking about maybe the future of gaming because of the, and the size of markets. So this article came out just recently about how much money Faker and Order has made in their oh, lifetime. Yeah. As with RuneScape. So this article is pretty nuts. So Faker and Order is a mobile gacha game we've talked about a few times before. It's made about $2 billion in lifetime sales. And the game came out in August of 2015. So about you know three years, it's made uh, two billion dollars over two, a little over two billion dollars. And Fake Grand Order is not like the world's highest grossing mobile game either. There are mobile games that make over a billion dollars a year. So this is like not even like the top of the peak. And then we also came out with uh, to put that under a bit of context as well. RuneScape just uh, this week came out and said they've made about eight hundred million dollars in lifetime sales. This is straight from Jagex themselves. So in the course of seventeen years, uh, a beautiful and more like RuneScape has been running for seventeen years, and it's it's a really solid game. Has only made you know only. Made eight hundred million dollars in total revenue, versus yep. Fake Grand Order, uh, this mobile gacha game, uh, in the course of like three years, two three years, has made uh, uh, over two billion. I think that's shocking, and I think it's good. You know, you said before you don't think there'll be any big budget PC yeah. MRPGs, and this might be the reason why, guys. RuneScape is one of the success stories in the genre, right? Yeah, and it it, it makes less money in its lifetime of seventeen years than Fake Grand Order makes in one year. Just think about that. Uh, look like Canary said as well. We talked about this with him earlier. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, for example, sold about 49 million copies or so. I think, I think about 50 million total copies worldwide since uh, 1987, right? Since the franchise came out. And if you multiply that number uh, by like 40 bucks, uh, that's assuming not everyone's paying full price. And obviously, the, the retail margin is probably like $5, 10 per, per disc as well. So if you assume $40 net sales to uh, for the game franchise since release, Obviously, the game's going to sale later too, right? There's only $2 billion. $2 billion for all of Metal Gear Solid. M- Metal Gear as a franchise for 30 years. Literally one of the most iconic gaming franchises any of us know. Is that nuts? It, it, it is nuts. It is nuts. It's mind-blowing. I mean, think about it. Fortnite, uh, Fortnite makes more in one month than probably every other Epic game combined made in its lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's absolutely nuts. Again, two billion dollars is is forty. It's fifty million times forty dollars per unit. That's the that's the gross sales, lifetime sales of a of an iconic gaming franchise over the course of thirty one years. And guess what, guys? Fake Grand Order made that in like two three years. Forget Fake Grand Order. Uh, Fortnite has made that money in literally like like six months. It's nuts. Yep. But yep. Fortnite is at least still a PC game, you know. But there are mobile games that make over a billion dollars a year. And we're talking 30 years of lifetime sales of one of the most iconic franchises ever. It just, it's absolutely crazy that, you know, that's why we're not going to get any other big budget PC titles. It, it just seems like there's no reason to, you know? Yeah. And, and as Zen Exile was mentioning, the size of the market, everyone has phones. That's true. And, but that's, that's another reason why I think a lot of these uh, game companies will shift their focus to catering to those billions of customers, right? Like, I think it's going to drive a lot of uh, developers away from the PC industry. But again, I don't think that that's a fair example either because look at the chart I just linked. I, I linked it on uh, Slack as well as Twitch chat, right? This is the size of the 2018 global games market, right? And even, people always say the mobile market is just so much bigger, it's unfair to compare those. That's actually not true, though, because even 2018, 
obviously the Metal Gear franchise started when mobile gaming was literally zero, right? And, and, and it benefited by selling stuff when there was no mobile games, right? Even today, the split is about 50-50 between mobile and PC plus console combined. You know, and Metal Gear Solid, for example, would firmly be in the PC and console category. So up until just this year, basically, it was split in favor of PC and console. And yet, you've had Fake Grand Order making you know this much money in uh, like over two billion dollars in the last three years. So it's not even that the size of the market is just bigger. Right now, the size of the market is still split, you know, fifty-fifty basically. It's just that it seems like the winners in the mobile game market are just bigger winners. Like the games like Fake Grand Order. The Clash of Clans—they capture a bigger percent of the entire pie than a game like, even though iconic as a game like Metal Gear, um, Metal Gear is the franchise is. It doesn't sell. You know, th- there are so many other games that sell really well too. But in mobile, that's not the case. A handful of games basically make all the money. The top like 100, I would say the top 100 mobile games probably capture like 90 percent of all the revenue in in gaming, in mobile gaming. But I, that's not the case for console. There's no way that's the case in console. Or yeah, in the top yeah. 15 games, you know. Yeah, I think the money is much more equally distributed in, in consoles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another two-year mobile game had uh, revenue numbers come out. Pokemon Go has made mm-hmm. one point eight billion uh, in two years. So again, more than double RuneScape's seventeen-year haul. Uh, RuneScape is getting a uh, mobile version. Uh, I know the beta for, is out for Android. Yeah, it already, yeah, it already happened. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, yeah. Playable. And hopefully that does well. If if mobile RuneScape does well, it's OSRS is playable right now on mobile. If that does well, I think we'll get a lot better on uh, mobile games. I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly jaded about MMORPG. I think we might eventually get a really good mobile MMORPG. It's right now we just really haven't. And then to to go back slightly to a previous discussion we had Altai about like um w- people spending money on mobile games. Pokemon Go. Uh, interesting data came out of Pokemon Go. Do you know how much Pokemon Go makes uh, average per user? Out of curiosity. Average per user. Uh, Average revenue per user. Yes. Thirty dollars. One dollar. One. Oh well. Oh. Well, that's average per user. I'm, I'm not oh, average that... revenue per pay user. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. Okay. Fine. One dollar. All right. Yeah. So people often make the argument that like free to play games just inherently make more money because of whales. But yeah, that's not entirely true though. It is. Your your number just scope that out. If if the average well, person is making is only paying a dollar, that means a few whales are paying a lot. More. You know the lion's share. Yeah, but the average revenue per paying user for literally any console game is like fifty dollars for it. Like if you buy a new console game, there's six dollars yeah, yeah. okay. gone, right? Yeah, sixty dollars. Okay. Ready? Not a single, not a single free-to-play game has average revenue per user of sixty dollars yet. Yeah. Ever. We will get Ever. there. We're, we're gonna get no, there. Wait, really? Uh, you don't think so? No, because there, because in, in literally any game, it'll be dra- there will be people that spend tens of thousands always, right, in the free-to-play games. But there will be literally millions and millions of users that will never, never send a penny. Well, average spending user, average revenue per per paying user. Paying that's user. different. Yeah, so uh, that will be sexy. I'm saying. Oh sure, that's doable. Okay. That, that, that's easy. Oh, remember, yes. if you look at even if you, yeah, that number's already there for a lot of games. For mobile games, but, the, but if you but, you, but then you, but the, the per user, but that's pay, not buy to play game will always be more profitable. No, I'm, I'm saying the average revenue per paying user for a free to play mobile game will be over sixty bucks for many mobile games. That's what I'm saying. Do you agree? Possible. Yeah, sure. But I'm, I'm, okay. I'm bringing average revenue per user, not per paying user. But it's not fair because I, I like people have been saying there's people, there's 3 billion smartphones out there. And if your game costs zero, you know, a huge yeah. swell are going to try it for free. And then but just... if we're going to try it, I, of, of monthly active users that people are regularly playing your game, a lot of those guys are just not going to spend money, you know? Yeah. No, if you look at active, I think it'll go up significantly. I don't think so. Again, I, I, there are numbers for um, like top grossing 
uh, mobile games per you know per pain user. The most we we looked at chart before. I'm trying to find it again. The biggest number was um was mobile strike. It was it was a crazy high number. Can't find it right now though. But it's sometimes people make the, people just make the argument sometimes that like you just make so much more money on a free to play game. And overall, you will make more money because the fact that it, the fact that a game is free to play it really helps a lot because even if you don't spend even if you're a whale or you spend a little bit, the fact that all these other people are playing kind of create a network effect for the game as well. I, I, I just googled this uh, story. I find it interesting. Hmm. What do you got out there? Okay, so almost half of smartphone users spend more than five hours a day on their mobile device. So b- between uh, uh, between sleeping and eating, uh, going to work or school, like five hours a day on your phone? That's insane. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not surprised, you know. You, you, go, you go out in public, everyone's on their phones all the time, you know? This is, uh, if I played mobile games, I'd be the same way. I, I'm just kind of fortunate that I, I, I'm not like addicted to mobile games. Oh my goodness! Ah, uh, uh, I mean, to, I can't make fun of these people. I, I'm on a computer five hours a day, at least. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. what's the difference? But I just yeah. feel like it, it's one of those growing up things, you know. Like, uh, I I feel like my computer, right, my 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 you know, digital setup or whatever is is, Your digital is, addiction. is superior to the phone addiction, right? Because I can do it so much is. more. I got of two monitors. I can you like bigger monitors. Yeah. yeah. I got like these there really nice go. audio. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just fooling myself though. Bit of both, probably. Bit of both. For sure. My phone is my TV. But I was looking at the the the. the, the all they said there's like I saw a top ten list of average revenue per paying user, and of that top ten, only like eight were um eight of the top ten had more than sixty dollars average revenue per paying user, and that was of the of the highest grossing high. Th- those are the highest. So like ninety nine point nine percent of mobile games, the average revenue per paying user, clearly isn't you know that high. Oh, it's gonna get higher more. Trust me. I think it's growing higher for sure. We yeah. had a big discussion about this, and I think it will continue. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, going back to that chart, that uh, Newsu chart, right? Um, mm-hmm. I actually think this is uh, on their website. They have estimates too, going out like ten years. I think yeah. they're gonna be um, the percent of the market that's gonna be mobile gaming is gonna be higher than uh, what they think. Wow, that's what I think at least. My, my projections are you know way different than theirs. Mm-hmm. True. It's been it, it's mobile is absolutely killing. This is why, guys, I don't think we need another big budget PC MRPG. Like, why would, why is, why would EA, why would Blizzard or these massive companies spend resources on making another MMORPG on uh, on PC when when clearly again like the best you can do like if if you're EA and you can you can knock out another uh, like if you can knock out another Battlefield franchise you can knock out another. Like Metal Gear franchise, these are like iconic. That's your best case scenario. If that's your best case scenario, you're gonna make two billion dollars over thirty years. Or if you work on mobile titles, you get a hit like uh, Monster Strike, Fake Grand Order, uh, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale. Boom, billion dollars a year, baby. Make more money in two years than iconic franchise making thirty years. So it just the resources are gonna go towards where they can make the most money. And I think mobile gaming is just where it's at. Unfortunately, I think we'll, we'll still get titles from Nexon, smaller and more PGs and whatnot. But I don't think we're gonna get another big budget Star Wars: Old Republic, Elder Scrolls Online style PCM RPG. I mean, here's to hoping Star Citizen, you know, changes that by doing amazing. If they they launch and they deliver all this cool shit, and the game becomes amazing, that might change the tide for a bit. Indeed, I I, I think uh, 
the success of these mobile games has kind of shown the world, and more importantly, the investors of these companies, that there is no limit in what the customer is willing to tolerate in terms of, you know, scummy tactics, pay to win, yeah. loot box, gambling, you know. So the uh, the lesson, the, the, the shame is, if we do get PC games in the future, I think they will be adopting more and more of these uh, yeah. payment methods that we see in mobile. That's so. Canaris has said something along the lines of, well, the phones are getting more and more advanced, and therefore in the future it's going to merge. PC and mobile gaming is going to be more, you know, mm-hmm. that's true. They're going to be merged. But I just I have a you know sneaking suspicion that the the when they once they merge, the guy in control is going to be the mobile gaming you know, face of it. You know, it will consume I mean, PC gaming. I mean, look at a lot of PC games even today. Like the idea of um, like paying for gold in World of Warcraft, right? Like literally paying for an advantage was unheard of, right? Like uh, basically, World of Warcraft is like the gold standard of fair and more PG, no pay to win, right? Mm-hmm. But like in in WoW, you can literally just buy a WoW token to sell them for in-game gold. Now you can, you can get infinite gold in-game by paying, right? Yeah. You can literally, and you can also get uh, buy a level boost through like ten levels off max. Like these I, these concepts were like so unheard of in Western MMORPGs. But they've been so well implement, implemented now in games like Eve and World of Warcraft, where and even even uh, like free to play games do this now too. Like the like play and so you can just pay money and sell in-game currency, the premium currency for in-game currency. So they're monetizing a lot better as well. Like I, there's no data on this, but I would love to know the split between how much money World of Warcraft makes from subscriptions and how much money they make from microtransactions. Everything else, like server transfer, all yeah, that crap. Everything else. If you can, if you can, I'm curious like, how close those numbers are. Because I think the average revenue per user is a lot higher than the $15 a month multi-subscription. You know what's a big con? The server transfer bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's a scam. That's a total it's a scam. scam. It's a total scam. It costs them nothing. And two, uh, it, it's one of the reasons why they leave so many fragmented servers. Because that way you got to pay to move. Like, WoW yeah. has literally, I think, like 400 or 500 servers. Just like mm-hmm. in uh, in the West. Yeah. That's insane. Like, that that makes no sense. It should be merged down to like twenty or something tops. Yeah, but they won't do it because they know people are going to pay with ten, twenty, whatever it is uh, to transfer. I don't think WoW has a lot of uh, good like cross world stuff either. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to think. I I think it does now. I, I'm, okay. Like we said, we're gonna we're gonna be playing the expansion next. Uh, yeah, we'll learn. Month. We'll know a lot more about WoW yeah. then because the last time I played WoW was Mr. Pandaria and Altai's played since vanilla. So I'm it's pretty sure any instance now. Uh, you can play with anyone on any server as long as they're in the same oh, faction. Like, if, they're, if you're horde, they gotta be horde, right? But yeah. th- the server doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's it, the, the server system is, is a complete scam. It, it makes no sense. I, honestly, if like for like, it really hurts me because if I'm at 14, I would love to play with Canaris, right? Because but his main is playing on a European server, right? He has an alt on my my server, but his alt isn't max level yet, so we can't do like any raid content. So I would love to play with him, but we can't unless he pays money to transfer. I pay my neither of us want to do anyway. But I think the player experience would be so like immensely boosted if you can just literally just like a channel window, just change servers or just merge it all down to one server, and every ser- and then every server can exist as a channel in that server, and just you can switch between them. Like literally nothing is lost. You don't have to call them channels if you want, but but that, that's essentially what they are today. It yeah. just it would just be it would just make a lot more sense. Yeah, there's no I, there's yeah. no reason for it too. I, I think Black Desert Online has the channel system, right? Yes, there's one the server BDO per region. It's a modern MRPG that was built, I guess, from the ground up with that in mind. So that's kind of a benefit to the. Newer more pieces at launch. Uh, Whack extra. I feel like gaming. It's always been a business, but as as Altai said earlier, game companies didn't know the level that they could push the boundary until mobile gaming showed them. Again, the idea of WoW having a uh, microtransactions was unheard of until all these free to play Asian games showed it. Right, and the idea of pay to win, like 
it's really bringing to, it's really brought to the mainstream with mobile games, and we're going to see more PC games because people are going to realize it's a, it, people are okay with it. I, I guess game developers kind of assume that people would all rage quit if they add it to the game, but for the most part, it hasn't happened as long as it's somewhat in moderation. Yeah, what's up, Joshies? You what's are up, indeed late. Mm-hmm. Right, I got one follow-up update to a story I think we covered last week uh, real quick mm-hmm. here. So Star Citizen Court Doc... Okay, so basically, remember that guy with multiple sclerosis that uh, basically wanted a refund from yeah. Star Citizen? So in 2012, he backed it for $4,500. And so now it's 2018, and he said, I want a refund. He said, no. He says, look, I'm sick. I'm, I'm going to die before this game comes out. I just want my money back. They said no. Mm-hmm. He took him to court, and he lost because there's an arbitration clause in the TOS, which means you basically you waive your right to a, a court mm-hmm. a case. Uh, so he lost, and it's kind of a sad story actually, because in the end he's like, well, you know, you, you got to just you know take the good days with the bad days. Cause, Aww, feels yeah. bad, man. Yeah, this guy's well, why can't he go to arbitration? Well, he might I, win arbitration. He, yes, I guess I guess he could go to arbitration, but I mm-hmm. I uh, I suspect arbitration just means uh, you know some corporate. Uh, body cited nonsense. Yeah, yeah. sure. Ar- arbitration typically favors the the companies. It's much cheaper for them. Yeah, it's just a sad story, though. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Feels bad, man. I think this is bad press for them. Like, just give the guy his four thousand bucks. You know. I mean, it's not just this guy's literally gonna die before he can play your game. That's, that's a pretty good reason to uh to ask for a refund. You know, because initially when he backed it, the, the timeline was not this far out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just give the guys four thousand dollars. The fact that they're giving this—the guy is literally going to die. It's, it's really—it's it's really bad publicity. It's, it's insane. Yeah, they should give his money back. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they're done with no more, uh, no more uh, refunds. That's a new policy they have now. I think it kicked in a few days ago. Uh, actually, it's, it's, it's been unofficially uh, been a been a thing for a long time now. Like for the last, I think, four or five months, people on Star Citizen uh, refunds, the subreddit, have been saying basically, uh, you know, anytime you ask for a refund. It, it, you know, they they would say that they were, they're investigating it, and they would never reply for like five months, and then now I guess they made it official. No more refunds. Nice. So, but I mean, I, I guess things are pretty tight to have no more refunds because they did have refunds for a long time, which was one of the like almost like saving grace for the game that like you can call it a scam, but if they're offering refunds, how can it be a scam? You know. But now that they're if they, no more refunds, makes things a little more sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder where it's going to lead. Yeah. Fake well, news. You, know, you can refund. You know I'm excited for all time? What, what's up? Maple Story 2. Close Beta 2 begins tomorrow. Oh, baby. Uh, if I, you if you didn't get a key, uh, you can buy a Founders Pack. Uh, they're for $24.99 to $99.99. $99.99. What do you get for $100? Let's find out. I'll tell you. What, it's on most.com. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. see. You get the Explorers Package plus Masters Package plus Founders Insignia and Orange Mushroom Emote. There you go, guys. They're selling emotes, okay? What? Look, that, that's the key. You got to sell the emotes. People love emotes, all right? And you get the Founders Daily Wonders and Blue Merits times 4,000. Uh, 99 bucks is kind of steep. I always find Founders Packs to be very expensive. I, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe it's just me, but like, dropping 100 bucks on a free to play game, it just seems like a lot. I, just can't, I can't do it. So, but, if we had a key from the first beta, can we get into this? Or do we need yes, any, anyone who okay. was into the last beta has access to the current round of closed beta testing without needing any other keys. That's good. So that's that's not bad. And if you don't, if if you really want to play, you can you can pay for it. However, if you stay for the post game, I have a few keys I can oh. give out. We got a few. Now, not I think like three I can give out. They they gave me some extras. 
So if somebody really wants a key on here, maybe we'll find a way to give you know hook you up. Maybe we'll do a small giveaway in the in the post game. But I'm I'm excited about Buster too. I'm not too excited for close beta two though because yeah. I played close beta one. I I kind of wanted to go to launch so I could start investing in my character. The worst thing is when you, do, when you literally run the same main story quest, uh, like like three times. Like come on, you know I, I did it once already in close beta two. I'm gonna wait. I can do it my second time on launch. I don't want to do it a third time, you know. Yeah, I agree. Especially uh, a game with a main story quest like this. You know, it's one thing to try a different class like you would in yeah. Maple Story 1 and even if you only get to level 20, 30, at least it's different. But with this, I think every class follows the same uh, quest line. So I, I've already done it three times now in Korea, the beta. And, so I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. But I, I do yeah. wonder if that, what the speed will be like because I know last time it was very quick. We, we were leveling really yes. quickly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it though. Uh, there'll be a Battle Royale game mode as well. We'll, we'll be streaming this one for Grand Fest Friday probably. There'll be a the, the Battle Royale game mode uh, big is for uh, just just this weekend actually. So the beta runs uh, until August first, but the Battle Royale mode is only available this weekend. So we'll have a chance to play it. Nice. Should be spicy. I think that should be the name of our guild, Nibba. Mm-hmm. That should be our <laughs> NMS. Well, we do, we do talk a lot about toxicity, so it makes sense, you know. Nibba. Like I don't know, the, the absolute opposite of all this toxicity stuff we talked about is Rust. Holy shit, that game is literally hand, nobody gives a fuck. You know, it is. Maybe I, I got a video I want to show you in the in the post game. Maybe this is not a. Remember that was it that that girl play, who plays PUBG, and she gets executed brutally. Can we show that on stream? Yeah, we did. We can show that. That was on Twitch, wasn't it? That was, that, that was, yeah, it was on Twitch. But there's there's a there's a YouTube bot of them. I'm gonna look at that. Maybe did they replace that? You know? Sure, sure, sure. It's still on. It's still on YouTube. So let me look here. If it's on Twitch, if it's a, it's a clip on Twitch, you can definitely play it. Okay, fine. I'm putting it on. All right. Here you go. This is this is literally like this is what makes the internet a beautiful and magical place. All right, guys. Wow. I'll link you on on the thing. I'll, I'll link it on here as on, on here as well in case anybody wants to see it. But we're gonna show it on stream with the audio. All right. This is toxicity at its finest. Right, let's see. Copy this. Boom, boom, boom. Must not that audio. Let's hear it. Let's hear that toxicity. Actually, in my room right now. Wait, isn't that a meme? No! Cloud, I found a nigger! I found a nigger, Cloud! Get in here! <laughs> They're not killing you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You could tell she was having a good time though. Like you could tell she was enjoying it. She was clearly enjoying yeah. it. She's laughing and you know, she couldn't hold back the laughter. Mm-hmm. That like this kind of shit can happen like in a game. Like this like if Rainbow Six Siege, if Ubisoft has their way, this these guys would be like arrested, alright? Oh oh and Ubisoft forget about it, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it it's it's just nuts that like but it's what makes games like PUBG and Online gaming in general is so different, right? Is is the interaction you have with other people? You know, clearly that's gonna be a very memorable experience. Obviously, the guy's doing racial slurs, doing some nonsense. If he, if she if, if she doesn't like it, there's a mute button in the game. You can literally disable all the ch- all the audio chat, and it's all gone. You know, like problem solved. Yeah, it it, it is odd. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. I had a big fight over this uh uh this Fortnite um trolling too. 
Really? Not, not, not for PUBG, PUBG, PUBG. People, okay. okay, so people were harassing people oh, during the learning. I remember your tweets. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. We should share that too. Oh, can we even share it or are you banned? We can't uh, see I banned, those are deleted. Whatever. Are you still unbanned? No, you're I'm, unbanned now. I'm unbanned, but those tweets are removed. Really? Yes. No way. Well, you know way. I'm telling you there. Really? Yes. What? I'll take out his tweet censored, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm mega censored on Twitter. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, I think, uh, anything else? I, I, I see something actually. I see. You know, this, this, this is worth. This, maybe this is worth talking about. Showing on. I found one of your old tweets. I linked. I linked it to you. Maybe we can show it. You scroll it to the top from there, though. That the whole that whole conversation chain. I'll th- I'll take that from Twitter for being too toxic. All right. He fights for toxicity rights. Okay, I don't even know the context here, and there is no way. Scroll, 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 scroll. The full context is there at the top. Oh. I, I linked you to. No, just start from the top. Maybe you know the context here makes sense. Uh, basically, I think this guy's complaining that people were being mean to her in the voice chat on the island, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah about, about rape or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I think basically just this, this one tweet is enough basically to get my sentiment across. So you voluntarily boot up a game where the sole objective is to parachute onto an island and kill everyone you see on site. Yet someone saying the word rape is offensive. Rape doesn't leave the victim dead. Guns do. And I said you should you should at least be consistent here. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. All that's fighting for uh, like, any game where you kill rest. people. Okay. You, you, no, there should be no level of text that can get you in trouble. But that's my take on it. No, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. If you want to play Roblox, you want to play maybe Maple Story, and you want to say maybe uh, mean things in those games where the games are where children are playing, yeah, you know what? That makes that that's a logical sense to ban it, but not for a game like PUBG or a game like even Fortnite. I, I understand to a degree because a lot of kids play that game. But if your game is rated M for adults, I, I, it makes no sense. Hashtag free Altai. Nice. <laughs> Raping Royal win. True. Don't say nibba, of course. If you're not toxic, you're not look, everyone's if you're not toxic, you're not human, alright? If you if you've never like just went off on somebody in team chat, you're just you just you are a robot, my friend. Alright? Just don't do it all the time. But every once in a while some harmless rage isn't hurting anyone, you know? Makes it a more it makes this varieties the spice of life, all right. And once in a while, you gotta get a rager. Do you think uh, we're gonna see less uh, open mic proximity going forward? Oh, for sure. I feel like that for was sure. our like, with Rust and stuff, right? We kind of got a taste of it, but I think because of the toxicity around it, we never really saw it, saw it evolve. I I, I kind of hope that would be the norm in all games, like proximity chat. You know, but you can toggle on and off. I get it. Yeah. But like, even like an MMORPG, it'd be nice to have that. Uh, I, I, one of my most memorable Rust experiences is a toxic moment where literally I built a house, uh, basically uh, wooden walls, and three guys came up to my house. It was it was shortly after reset and Rust is a survival game, and they're basically trying to break down my door with axe and hatchets, screaming, "We're gonna we're gonna fucking kill you! We're gonna murder you! I, I raped your mom! Oh, I can't wait to break down this door and fuck you up!" And they were just literally cursing at me nonstop for like thirty minutes as they were breaking down my walls in Rust. And as they broke the wall down, I put another wall in front of it, like just to build, like right behind it. And I couldn't leave my house. I was building, using my resources on me to build more barricades to separate me and them to waste their time. My house had like nothing in it because I was just a recently uh, wiped server. But these guys would not stop uh, using audio to verbally just attack me nonstop. Three of them are just yelling into their mics, calling me like every word in the book, all right? Every racial slur, every heart, every insult. And it, I, I was actually just amused. I was like slinging shit back at them, all right? It was fun. You know, I was being sarcastic. It was it was 
it was a very memorable experience. And if I didn't like it, if I was an easily offended person, I could just mute my mic. I could just disable my audio. But you're playing a game where you're literally you start naked and you just get swords and guns and kill each other. Like the context of a guy being rude should never be bannable. And hats off to the guys at Rust that you know none of that safe space baka business. All right, they have a a good pl- everything goes. It's a complete free for all. You know what's funny? I think for you, Rust is to you what Terraria is to me, and vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. I, I tried Rust a few times. I never clicked, and you tried Terraria a few times. So next time you want to play Rust, uh, I'll come along, and you, got, you, you, know, you can show me uh, what I got to do to get it sure. to click, you know? Because yeah. it does sound like fun, the way you describe it, and, and the fact that anything goes. You know, you know, I love that. That creates some really interesting... It, it, it's great. You just create some, some really it's, fun yeah, stuff. It, it seems like, it seems like what, I'm, what I'm asking yeah. for, right? So I do want to try it and, and have it click for me, but it just hasn't yet. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. Well, if you have nothing else, we can move on to that post game. Let's take it to the post game, boys. All right. Thank, thank you for watching on YouTube, and hope one day soon we may stream on YouTube, so you guys will not be missing the post games anymore. We'll see. Indeed. Right. Take it easy. Later for YouTube.